Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Well, hallelujah and good morning, Father God. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit, the great help. This is the day that you have made, Father God. May we open our eyes to see this day so that we can rejoice and be glad in it, Father God. Not just words that we say, but a true posture of our heart, Father God. This morning, Father God, we give you glory, honor, and praise because you are good. You are loving, Father God. You are amazing. You are caring. You are a caring Father. You are all that we need, Father God. And so this morning, Father God, I pray, Lord, that we would focus our attention on you this morning, Father God, that we would remove any distractions, Father God, and that we would just come right now with great expectation, Father God, because you are here with us, Father God. You are here to love on us, Father God, to show us, Father God, to correct us, to convert us, Father God, to convict us, Father God. So may we be open with great expectation that who we are right now is going to be different than when we get off this Zoom call, Father God. That who we know you to be, Father God, is going to be greater than when we get off this Zoom call, Father God. May you show yourself to us this morning, Father God. May you reveal yourself in a sweet way. We come, Father God, ready for an encounter, Father God, because every time, Father God, you are in our presence, Father God, may we be healed. May we be in Courage. May we be inspired. May we yes, be impacted. May we be influenced to be who you created us to be, Father God. You are the great creator, Father God. You are yes. all knowing and all present, Father God. You, mm-hmm. us, you love us, Father God, and yes. you remember us, Father God. We ask, Father God, to be in your mighty hand this morning, Father God. We are tossing, we are giving, mm-hmm. we are handing over, Father God, our burdens, our hearts, our pain, Father God. And this morning, Holy Spirit, I hear you saying, Father God, you want our hearts, Lord. And so this morning, our hearts this morning, Father God. And the beautiful thing about even surrender, Father God, is that it all belongs to you anyway. And so Lord, may we not, may we stop resisting and may we just really truly submit and surrender to you. Yes, God. We give you our hearts this morning, Father God, for it is yours, Lord. We know, Father God, the world tells us that the heart is all these lovely and beautiful things, Father God, but your word says that the heart can be wicked. Deceitful, yes, Lord. There are things that we are have been hiding in our heart, Father God, that yes. stops us from truly connecting with Father God, so may we give you our hearts this morning. May we thank you, Father. May you show us the hidden things that are in our hearts, Father God, that are keeping us from seeing and from hearing you, Father God, because we desire to see and to hear you today, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, for your life. We thank you, Jesus, for your example. We thank you for the love for the Father. We thank you that you weep for us, Father God, that you intercede for us, Father God. May we, Father, may we, Jesus, 
like you this morning and connect and be about our father's business, Father yes, God. Lord. That is why we are here, Father God, to, to follow in your footsteps. And so this morning, I pray, Father God, that we will come ready, that we will give our hearts. Holy Spirit, help us. And thank you, Jesus, that you said whatever we ask in your name, our Father will give it to us, Father mm -hmm. God. And so we come asking in Jesus' name for a great move asking in Jesus name for an expectation asking in Jesus name for our for prayers to be answered asking in Jesus name father god that we be great and mighty citizens of the kingdom asking in Jesus name for a life of abundance and freedom mm. we ask for freedom today yes you give it to us and we'll give it to us in Jesus name father god and we thank you lord i thank you that you hear you heard you are listening to yes. our so thank you, mighty God. Mm. Thank you. Hallelujah. I praise mm. you this morning because you are so mm. I praise you this morning because you love us. Mm. I praise you this morning mm. because you saw fit for us to open up our eyes another day. May yes. we not hold back any longer, but give you all of it right now. Mm. Have your way. Father God, have your way, Holy Spirit. Yes, you are Lord. welcome. Fill this Zoom room right now in the mm -hmm. mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Father God, as I come to you this morning, I'm going to share what you have just showed me. I saw two flags, and one was a black and white checkered flag. Mm. And one was the white flag. And I looked up their meanings and um, I'm a little shaky because my medicine has me shaken, but bear with me in the name of Jesus that the checker flag is always for the winner's circle and mm -hmm. the checker flag has black and white and what you were showing me that that is reversed in the kingdom because the yep. white flag yep. is fully the, surrendered so yep. I thank God that we yep. have the checker flag because we have light and dark spaces to go through as we surrender more and more those black checks become white heavenly father mm -hmm. so I thank you God for thank what you, you just showed me that we are winners that you we are victorious and you are victorious mm -hmm. as we fully surrendered heavenly father that thank we will you, wave Lord. our white flags in the name of jesus this yes, morning god. thank god lord because we are fully surrendered to you heavenly father so what the world sees as a winter circle with the black and white the dark and the light mm -hmm. we have the pure light we are uh, white as snow heavenly father so i thank you god for the flag you, of surrender and i thank you Lord, for god, this time that this teaching that we're getting yeah. that as we're going it's like mm -hmm. we're on the checkerboard the black and white spots but we keep going and going yeah. and when we look back that black box has turned white as snow Oh God, so I just thank you, Lord, for the purity and the holiness that mm -hmm. we are going for, Heavenly Father, that we're receiving and that we're taking in and that we're living, God. So you said, be ye holy as I am holy. Mm -hmm. So God, I yes, thank Lord. you, God. Hallelujah, that in this time of surrender, that we are full of holiness. We walk in holiness. We exude holiness and that your glory is being released through us, Heavenly Father, thank for wherever you. we go. There may be a black and white board that there's in the 
the building, but when we step on it, God, it turns white because we're surrendered, mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, and your glory is displayed, God. Mm -hmm. So I praise you, God. I thank you, Lord. As I wave the white flag this morning, Lord, that we mm -hmm. wave the white Jesus. flag, we are totally yeah, surrendered and submitted to you, thank God. You, Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank In your you, Jesus. name, Hallelujah. Jesus. In your Hallelujah. name. In your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we take Hallelujah. a moment right there? I want us to take a moment right there. Right there. Because many of us have been saying the word surrender, but we have not waved the flag of surrender in our over our lives. Right? It says that um, God is a banner over us. He's a banner over us. Right? And, and, and there are so many things in our lives that we're looking for. And it's so, let me tell you, and you'll see it later, Pastor Yo, how on point that that is to what God wants to say to us today. But there's so often, y'all, that we are focused on winning. And we don't understand that our winning happens in our surrender to God. <laughs> we keep trying to, you know, force our way, force our agenda, get ahead, move up, right? Be the, the next person, beat the next and we don't understand that it is our surrender. Can I say this? It is our surrender that releases the strategy to win. It's the surrender to God, right? Because only he knows the plans he has for you. Only he knows, right? He's authoring your story. Why not surrender to the author of your story? <laughs> Listen, come on, if, for those of us who have ever written anything, you, you know the thoughts that you have to put into crafting, right, a good sentence. Let me tell you, as a writer, Pastor T is a writer, Rosie's a writer, uh, some of you others are writers. In order to craft a great, I'm talking, y'all didn't hear me say paragraph. I said a sentence. Right. To craft words that move people to craft the idea that's in your head and 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 put it into words to illustrate. OK, that that is that that takes effort. That takes time. That takes consistency. That takes um, 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 surrender. OK, think about the fact that every moment of every day, God is crafting your story. There's a story that's already been written, but here's what he knows. Because we have free will, oh my goodness, there are points, there are points where we take a detour. Come on, we resist God's way. We take a detour. And, it, and when we're taking that detour, what we're saying is I no longer surrender or am in agreement with where you're trying to take me, God. I, I think I know best. If I go this way, I'd win. If I go this way, I'd get there quicker. If I do this thing, I'll have all the things that I want. And we end up, here's the thing, you may arrive somewhere, but you will never arrive to the place that God created and crafted and designed and intended. And it will never bring him the glory and never be for the purposes, for his purpose, as it was always designed to be. And so that flag today, come on, we just talked about starting over. Let me tell you a big part of starting over, surrender. 
There are some areas in your life, you just need to wave the flag. And we have been told, right, that um, I love boxing, if anybody knows boxing. In boxing, when an opponent says, I'm done, do you know what they throw in? They throw in the towel, but guess what color it is? White. And we always assume that our surrender is weakness. Do you know that you are braver and stronger to surrender? Many of us are trying to stay in fights we've already lost. Many of us are trying to win arguments that don't matter. So many of us are trying to get our way with people who ain't, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to bulldoze things that we want and, and, and trying to, and God says, just surrender, just surrender. Some of us got to surrender the conversation that we're still ruminating from the last conversation with that person the last time and that last argument and that last moment and our last, come on, surrender. And I saw some of us do it, but we need to wave the flag. Look, you might not have one in your hand, but you need to do a, a visual, like you need to have a symbol right now. Pick up your surrender flag and your, this is your spiritual surrender. Spiritually, I, I look, Lord, I give up. I see surrendering. I mean, I cease resisting. I'm handing it over. How about this? I'm tired. <laughs> look, if you have been tired of being tired of being tired of being tired, 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 look, just just go on and wave, wave your flag. <laughs> just go, go on and wave the flag. So I, I, we needed to stop right there because this is a that should be a place of uh, uh, of expectation and rejoicing. That God says, "Look, I don't need you to be so focused on the win. I need you to just surrender. That you don't realize you're winning in the surrender. You're winning in the surrender." So, Lord, I thank you, uh, Minister, uh, Minister Malcolm. We're going to continue prayer, Minister Malcolm, uh, 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 Evangelist uh, Sue, and then Pastor T. My God, that was awesome. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. God, I just want to first thank you for your presence. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you, God, for just what we have received is enough, God. I thank you, Lord, that... I surrender. I'm waving the flag, God, and you, even as Pastor Yo was speaking, as Pastor Kai was speaking, God, you you show me that if you do not surrender, you do so at your own peril. Yeah. Because those who don't surrender, oftentimes it's because they're on the brink of being overtaken. And so, God, I thank you, Lord, for the surrender. God, I surrender it all to you, Lord, and I I thank you, God, even for the atmosphere that our pastor has set, God, the joy um, and the peace and the excitement that our pastor came on this call with. God, I thank you, Lord, that uh, when we have expectation, Lord, you are there. When we come uh, uh, ready to encounter you, Lord, you are there. I thank you, Father, Lord, that this this is a place where you are magnified, not our situations, not the world, you, Christ, magnified, glorified, God. And so in that, Lord, I thank you for that peace that resides in that place. God, I thank you, Lord, that we are a people who are, are, are not bullish, 
that we we're surrendering our pride, God, Lord. I even see that even when people choose not to surrender, oh God, Lord, it's it, it is it's a form of pride. The rebellion is there, and so Lord, I I say, God, Lord, I I, I give it over. I hand it over, God, Lord. We don't want to carry this. We weren't meant to carry this, God. And so I thank you, Lord, that in surrendering, God, Lord, you 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 handle it all. You take it all, God. God, I'm grateful this morning, God, for uh, a, a shift. I, I felt it even within myself, God. I thank you, Lord, that um, that in this place, God, you do not have to leave the same, God. I've said it before that when we come here, Lord, that we make choices, Lord. And if you choose, Lord, we 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 can we can come here and never be the same again. And so, God, I thank you this morning for um, just an awesome move of your presence. I thank you, Father, Lord, that you are so consistent. I thank you, God, that this this place of refuge, God, this place of of, of peace is always here for us, God. And so, Lord, I, I'm just, I'm still in awe and just so moved by the the the, the, the white flag. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless, God, because so often, Lord, how we move is not in you and how we breathe is not in you. It's in what we've been taught in the world and the world systems, God. And I thank you, Lord, for uh, uh, the start over that when we come over here and we say we know nothing, teach us, God, that you answer, that you respond, but it's only in our, in our making a decision, God. And so, God, Lord, I thank you, Lord, this morning that we are surrendering. I thank you, oh God, Lord, that in that surrender, we, 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 that now I understand how one becomes a new creature. It, 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 it can only happen in the surrender. And so I thank you, Father, for what you're doing this morning. I'm excited for the word that is going to come forth. I thank you, God, for what you have been preparing in our pastor, oh God, Lord. I pray this morning, oh God, Lord, that this, this, this mighty move of yours would, would continue, God, Lord, that you would continue to have your way and that you would shift and, and move in this atmosphere as you desire, God. I thank you, Lord, that when we uh, uh, get off our own agenda, Lord, and just allow you to move, God, Lord, that your plan is perfect. It's awesome. It's transformative. It's healing. It's redemptive, God. And so we just glorify you, God, for what you've already done, Lord. We glorify you, God, because you are the great I am. And so who you are, oh God, is enough. And so God, I'm just grateful right now that the, 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 your presence right now is so heavy, God, and, and what you've already spoken, oh God, is, is so rich, God, and we just are excited, oh God, for what else you want to deposit within us today, Lord. Have your way as only you can in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the God who has called us and loves us. 
Hallelujah to the Christ, the Lord, the Savior that keeps us. Hallelujah to the Holy Spirit that comforts and guides us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I will offer up a praise to you this morning, God. I have no supplication that can supersede what has already been laid out before you, God. I simply have a praise for you this morning. I am not a songstress, but you're not looking for a uh, 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 perfection of tone. So I lift my voice and I pray that my brothers and sisters will join me in force and saying hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Unmute yourselves, hallelujah. Join your voice in this praise, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. 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 For you are worthy. 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 God, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. So, God, our Father, we, we as my brother just said, we lay down our agenda even for this next hour, however long we're on this call. We lay down our thoughts about what's going to happen later in today, what happened yesterday, and yesterday, and we train our minds on you. Therefore, we will sit in perfect peace because our minds are staying on you and in the word that you will impart into our spirits today. I thank you, God, for the privilege of being called your child. I thank you for the privilege of being calling a child of the light, a child of the, a child of the day. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Be blessed in our praise today. Yes. Be blessed in our praise today, in Jesus' name. We can't hear you, Evie. Can you all hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay. So Father God, I just thank you for today, God. I thank you for allowing your presence 
to be on this call, God. I thank you for allowing us to be in a posture, God, to hear from you this morning, God. I thank you for allowing us to be clothed this morning, God, in your armor, God, as we wear your armor, we're, um, Proudly, God, I thank you for allowing us to be provided with your daily bread, God. I thank you for allowing us to be covered with your helmet of salvation, God. I thank you for allowing us to wear the breastplate of righteousness this morning, God. Father, I thank you for your shield of faith, God. I thank you for your belt of truth this morning, God, for, and for the shoes that we wear on our feet, God, of peace this morning, God, and for the main thing, God, the sword of the spirit. So, Father, I ask that as we continue in this posture, of surrender and of submitting, God. Father, that you cover us this morning, God. Father, that we continue to have a prayer on our lips, God, and a prayer on our tongue this morning, God. And that our prayers will continue and our petition continue to go forth, God, in freedom this morning, God. So, Father, I ask that you continue to feed us with your daily bread this morning, God. Father, with manna, God, with the food of life, God. Father, just pour your blessing on each and every each and every one of us this morning, God. Some of us might have gone through a hard week, God, but still we come in your presence with praise on our lips, God, with worship in our heart this morning. So Father, we ask that everything, God, that is being planted in us today from Pastor Kai, God, we ask that it take good ground that it has been planted on good soil this morning, God. Father, let us open our ears and our hearts to hear from you this morning and to receive your word. So, Father, as we continue, as Pastor Yolanda said, to wave the banner over us this morning, God, the white flag this morning, God, as we surrender, God, let us surrender wholeheartedly, God, to hear, to receive, God, and to lay and to cast at your feet this morning. So, Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we adore you this morning, God. Let us stay in a posture, God, of worship our praise and open our ears and our hearts to just continue to hear from you today father so we love you we praise you and you adore you in the mighty name of jesus amen amen amen, amen. i'm gonna ask because we have said before please be on screen if you can we have been charged uh, about two months ago to be on screen by the holy spirit so if you can Look, if we were if we were in a public building, you could not hide your face. And here's the thing: we need to be ready before we come on. And if we're not ready, then we got to get ready afterwards. But this, our meeting, our gathering, has to be important because we're not meeting and gathering to meet each other. We're meeting and gathering to meet with God. That's why we come: is to receive instructions from heaven, from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for our lives, that we honor the word where it says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves. But this is not just for us to get together and have a good time. We can do that, not here. <laughs> That's not what this is for. We are coming to gather together to encourage, but we are coming to meet God and hear from God. So turn with me to Matthew 19. Uh, while you're turning, I'm still gonna be praying. Matthew Father, I just thank you for these, your children. I thank you for each and every one of us where we are right now. And I'm asking, Lord, that even in this moment, we surrender where we are right now. We surrender where we are in our emotions. We surrender where we are in our thinking. We surrender where we are in our bodies, Lord. Um, everything that you have been asking us and, and teaching us in this area of surrender, God, it's been hitting us. 
surrendering our pain, surrendering our plans, Lord, surrendering our approach. God, you, <laughs> you're speaking and then things are showing up, Lord. And so we're asking, Father, that you continue to carry us through as you are teaching us, as we are learning, Lord. Carry us through, Lord. We thank you that your word comes to correct, to convict, to, to challenge, and to convert, God. So I pray this morning, Lord, whatever may be going on in our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our, even in our, in, in our souls, Lord, that in this moment, we cast every care to you, that we can um, be fully open and fully available, God, to agree with your word, not with Pastor Kai, not with any of the leadership, but with your word, God. So get me out the way, God. Get us out of our own way this morning, God. We can't say you are the way, that you are our peace and you are our hope and you are our salvation and you are our strength and we are not running into the ark of safety. That right now, some of us are rest, some of us are, are, are literally staying right where the enemy wants us to stay in our emotions and our thinking. And you have an opportunity right now to surrender where you are. And so, I, God, again, I pray that we are waving the banner, even over our, our emotions right now, the things that are trying to hold us up and hold us back, that, Lord, you said to cast our cares upon you because you watchfully care after us, Lord. That, Father, the pain that is hard to bear, you can you will take it for us. That I thank you, Lord, that you are the peace that surpasses all understanding. And even right now, God, begin to guard hearts and minds with your peace and only your peace. That, Lord, we will not wrestle with the enemy. We will not have conversations with the enemy in our thinking right now. But Lord, your peace is coming over us like a blanket and it is guarding our hearts and our minds. I thank you that your love surpasses knowledge. That Lord, right now, the love of God begins to be released over every single one of us, Lord. That the unfailing, ever, never, in, the ever, never ending love of God, the unfailing, never ending love of God is literally blanketing each and every person right now. I thank you, Lord, that you are making provision, Lord, for what we can't even see. Do you know that the Lord is making provision for your emotions right now? Mm -hmm. The Lord is making provision for your pain right now. The Lord is making provision for your fear right now. The Lord is making provision for your doubt right now. The, the Lord is making provision for, for your anxiety right now. The Lord is making provision for your worry right now. The Lord is making provision for your lack right now. The Lord is making provision vision. Uh, the Lord is making provision uh, even for your, your, come on, your uh, uh, your choices right now. Come on, there have been some choices we've made that we don't know. Lord, how am I ever going to get out of this one? But the Lord says, I'm making provision even for those choices. And all I need you to do, the Holy Spirit says, is surrender right now. I need you to get in agreement with who I am. I don't need you to get in agreement with what you think you should be doing and where you think you should be going. I need you to get in agreement with who I am. Am I not the God? Mm -hmm. Ah, Am I not the God that created uh, the, the beginning? Am I not the God that created the air, the birds, the sea, the sky? Am I not the God who, 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 who is 
the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Am I not the God who parted Red Seas? Am I not the God that prevented my children from plagues? Am I not the God who brought my children and continued to bring my children out of captivity? Am I not the God that sent his son to save you? Am I not the God that has proven time after 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 time that I am for you that I am with you that I will never leave you nor forsake you have I not proven myself enough for you to get out of your own way right now have I not proven myself enough for you to come on for you to get out of your own way right now have I not proven that I can do the impossible have I not proven that I come on have I not proven When you just wanted it to be a little thing, didn't I make it a big thing? Uh, come on, some of you just asked God to do something little and he blew your mind. He's blown our minds over and over and uh, come on. The least you can do is offer up a praise. The least you can do is offer him your worship. It's your reasonable form of worship to give your bodies as a living sacrifice. There is nothing greater. There is nothing you're going through that you can still not give God what he deserves. Because guess what? You're. It's not taking you under, you're going through. And see, when you're going through, it means God's with you. Don't let this moment take you under. Don't let this moment, come on, don't let this moment defeat you. Don't let, come on, you, you've gone too far ahead to turn back now. You've taken too many steps forward in your deliverance to let one moment take you all the way back. The enemy's just been waiting for one thing. Do you understand? He's been waiting for one hurt. He's been waiting for one disappointment. He's been waiting for one, come on, one, one, one discouraging word. He's been waiting for a moment to deter you from your deliverance. But guess what? The Lord came two months ago and told us this, our deliverance is definite. And here's what I know. Your deliverance is only definite in your surrender. Mm -hmm. See, deliverance is not definite just because we say so. Your deliverance is definite because you've surrendered your way and you have gotten agreement with his. So your deliverance is definite, but it's your choice if you keep it. Hear me. Deliver God delivers, but it's your choice to keep it and maintain it. So what you going to do now? He delivered you. He set you free. What you going to do now? He healed you. What you going to do now? He's blessed you. What you going to do now? What you going to do now? What you going to do now? Y'all know I'm trying to get to this word, but you know I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit. What are you going to do now? Since he's proven himself, why can't you prove yourself? Wow, Holy Spirit. See, we always want God to prove himself, but when are we going to prove to God that we are his? When are we going to show God through our, through our actions and our, and our deeds and our words? Now, hear me, actions don't speak louder than words, but we've given God a lot of lip service. But we have not had, come on, we have not had the response to follow it, the faith to follow it. Come on, the hope to follow it. We've talked a lot, but what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And you hear, I said we. What are we doing? I didn't say y'all. I said we. What are we doing? Because we're still letting the distractions come in and steal our joy. 
We're still letting the comparisons come in and rob us of peace. We are still, come on, we are still allowing the yesterday challenge to be today's present matter. You've grown up too much to still let this rustle your feathers. What's going on today? He's done too much. And this ain't no organ totem. He's done too much, let's run around. No, this is the truth. <laughs> and if anybody can look at me and say, he ain't done enough, he ain't done too much. Well, Lord, hey, then you gotta have a conversation with God. But I can assure you, your very being on the screen, the breath in your lungs still means he is doing more than enough because you can't keep your own breath. You can come on. You're not that big enough. But the fact that he woke you up on this side of this day, the fact that you still have look, you might be limited in some places, but you here. You're here. On that alone, we should be rejoicing. We are, we are, come on, loss is happening at a rapid rate. But what are you going to do with the moments you got? How are you going to live for God with the moments you got? How are you going to minister to people with the moments you got? How are you going to show up like him and represent him well in the moments you got? Jesus on a cross was still giving. Jesus on a cross was still blessing. Jesus with his hands and feet, wrists and feet nailed was offering paradise and, re and offering forgiveness even to the ones who were hurting him. He gave John to his mother. He created family ship. He restored friendship so that he could restore headship. And he did it all in pain. So who are we <laughs> to not still be present and available and willing to be what God needs us to be in our worst hurts? Here's what I'm not saying, because what you're not going to do is go off the screen and say, Pastor God said this, because this ain't what she's not saying. Oh, no, feel what you're feeling. But do not let your feelings lead you, because your feelings will fail you. And after you are done feeling, you better call on faith because you're going to need faith to carry you through your feelings. You're going to need faith to take you to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. You need to find community and you need to find people that will that you will be able to, to, to share with. But you better cast your cares to the Lord. And many of us are casting. We don't cast the cares. We rehearse the cares. And then the cares begin to torment us. And then as they're tormenting us, we continue to sink. And then we, are, we don't realize we moved away from the disciplines that God has set up. We've moved away from the deliverance that God gave. We're moving away from the peace that God gave us. We're moving away from the joy that God restored to us. We're, come on. And we're moving and moving and moving. And we turn around later and then we mad. Ah, and guess what we do? Then we blame people because we say, why didn't you tell me? But people tried to stop and people tried to, but we didn't listen because we were too far in our feelings to even see when someone was throwing in the lifesaver. So let's go to Matthew 19. Holy Spirit, thank you. 
Holy Spirit, thank you. Matthew 19. And if I'm going to read out of this trans, uh, the Passion Translation, but at the top of my, uh, uh, of, of, uh, in the middle of this chapter 19, right before uh, verse 16, we're going to start at verse 16, 19, 16. Mine says, a rich young man questions Jesus. And so this is the story where uh, we would call it the story of the rich young ruler. This is what many um, theologians have, have tagged this portion of scripture as the story about the rich young ruler. Um, and so this week, as I was wait, waiting for Holy Spirit to, to show me what direction we were going in, I was walking through the airport with my head down and I literally heard the Holy Spirit and this scripture came to mind. And I will say this, I've not seen what God is going to teach us from this, in this way, from this passage of scripture before. So let's go, we're going from verse 16 to 22. And it says this, then a young man approached Jesus and bowed before him. I love that word approach. Cause we, we, we were, we were, we just, didn't we just talk about surrendering your approach? <laughs> so it says that a young man approached Jesus and bowed before him saying, wonderful teacher in your text, I'm sure it says good, maybe good teacher. Is there a good work I have to do to obtain eternal life? And Jesus asked, answered, why would you call me wonderful? Your text may say, why would you call me good? It then reads, God alone is wonderful. And why would you ask what good work you need to do? Keep the commandments and you'll enter into the life of God. Which ones, he asked. And Jesus said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, honor your father and mother and love those around you as you love yourself. I'm gonna stop right there because what Jesus expresses is a mixture of the 10 commandments and then the two commandments that Jesus then later teaches as the greatest commandments, to love the Lord God, to love the Lord your God and then to love your neighbor as yourself, right? So he's mixing the 10 commandments that we find in the, 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 the Old Testament with the two commandments that he brings into the New Testament, okay? Verse 20 says this, uh, the young ruler says, but I've always obeyed every one of them without fail. The young man replied, what else do I lack? And Jesus said to him, if you really want to be perfect, go now, and sell everything you own. Give your money to the poor and your treasure will be transferred into heaven. Then come back and follow me for the rest of your life. Verse 22 says, when the young man heard these words, he walked away sad for he had great wealth. So for my note takers, we are going to be talking from this subject, surrender your position. Surrender your position. We see this man, young man of prominence, when we exegete or when we study out this word young in the text, it, 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 it refers to someone who is of youth 
but it will also say this, it is referred even in this time of biblical time to a man who's around the age of 40. Because <laughs> we have to remember that people lived longer, right? Uh, lifespan was longer then. So a youth then was around 40 years old. I laughed when I read that because, you know, we will assume that people are grown because of a certain age. But the truth of the matter is, is that even today in 2021, you can still be considered a youth in God, even though your age may be may be more of that of a mature person. Maturity in God is not based on your age, okay? So they're showing us that he is not, because when I always read this scripture as a young girl, when I see young, I'm thinking maybe he's 19, 20, you know, he's young, right? And because we know that kings even started younger than that in age, you know, I'm thinking he's a young man, but they're saying he's potentially around the age of 40, okay? So in our mind, he's not that young, but we have to understand he's young in his thinking, okay? And a lot of times we don't realize that our position is from the standpoint of a young mindset. I'm just gonna leave that right there, Holy Spirit. That we come, the positions that we hold when God is trying to teach us something or show us something or get us to move into a new way of seeing and a new way of being, that our wrestle to transform comes from the position of a young mindset or a young way of thinking. Because here's the thing, a lot of us are still holding on to a position, number one, that we had pre-Jesus and one that we had as babes with God. Right. Which is why, if you remember at the beginning of the year, the Lord taught us a prayer, despite what I think I know, teach me, show me, because a lot of us have held a, a, a position in God. Come on, if we can be honest, we've all at some point held a position that we believed was the right way that sometimes didn't even have a biblical precedence. Is anybody in agreement? We have learned some things. <laughs> at the good old ministries that, you know, maybe we grew up in and stuff. And we took them as gospel truths, not even knowing they had no biblical precedence because they were surrounded or they were, they were, they were, in, they were belonging to the denominational stance or way, but not the Bible itself. We have carried, come on, we have carried family ways of being into our relationship with God and God's people and said, this is the way it goes, or this is the way we do, right? We have also taken all the things that we have and everything that God has given us, and we have tried to protect it and hoard it like little kids would who don't wanna share, because this is mine. We've even done that with God, y'all. We've even done that with ministry. When we find a good ministry, we ain't going to tell the people we don't want to come. We don't want them to mess it up. We don't want them to know our business. And we don't want, come on. And that's a young mindset. And so I want us to understand that young is not about age. Okay? Young is not about age. So let's walk, let's define what the word position means. I'm going to give you two, two different definitions. 
Number one, I'm sorry, three. Number one, position is a place where something is located, okay? That's the first thing. When we talk about position, it's a place where something is located. So right now, my book is in the position of my hands, okay? This book is located in my hands right now, okay? I want you to write next to that definition, Lord, where am I located? <laughs> because a lot of times we don't realize that we think we're in the master's hands, but the truth is we're still in ours. We're holding our lives. We're holding our way. We're holding our position. So Lord, where am I located right now? Number two, the definition of position is a particular way someone is arranged, i.e. their ranking. It's a particular way someone is arranged, their ranking, right? So it's a, a ranking of importance or ranking in, in, in what? Position. So next to that question, I mean, that, that definition, right? Lord, where do I, where, where am I arranged in you? Oh, but this is the one. Number three, position. And this is the one that we're going to talk about today based on the scripture. A person's point of view or attitude towards something. A person's point of view or attitude towards something. And here's your question. Lord, it's not even a question. I want you to write this down. Lord, transform my point of view and my attitude towards your will for me. Lord, transform my view and my attitude towards your will for me. This is a prayer, y'all. We've got to be praying consistently. Because we can look at something without the lens of Christ, without the lens of God, without the lens of the Holy Spirit. And we can then move in that way that is has nothing. We have not invited the Holy Spirit to give us the right perspective, a right, the right perception. And then we establish a point of view that even when God comes with a word that challenges the point of view, we challenge what God is saying. We wrestle with God, what God is trying to do because this doesn't line up with what my view about this is. But then that means your view is greater than God's. Your way is greater than God's. We see the rich young ruler literally say without saying it, what I, my position is greater than your way. And your positions, your position will always determine your possession. We're gonna see this in the scripture. Your position will always determine your possession, your possessions are what you hold. And guess what? Your possession is also what's holding you. And so 
we get to verse 20 and and Jesus asks the young ruler well the uh, let me say this young ruler is asking God how to be in to be with asking Jesus how to be in with God how to live this life and what I love is that Jesus starts with an answer because he understands humanity and this is for a lot of us who have wrestled with this very thing the first thing he says is if you want to be perfect he deals with this this area of perfection come on do I have any perfectionist or retired or <laughs> resigned perfectionist Come on, let's be honest. And there's more of you and you ain't raising your hand, but I know you, it's fine. He says, if you want to be perfect, he deals with this idea of, of, of being perfect, right? The, 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 this, 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 this thing, come on, you know, come on, come on, perfectionist, you know, that thing will drive you. That thing can destroy you. It leads you down a rabbit hole because you're chasing a place that doesn't exist. So he says, if you want to be perfect, if you wish, if you desire, if you're willing, and, and here's the thing, to be means to exist. He's saying you're, you, you want to be and you're willing to exist in this perfect place. So perfect here means mature. It means complete by fulfilling the necessary steps. See, what Jesus is talking about is spiritual, a spiritual journey right? That, that, call, that requires us to take steps. But what he understands is that the, that the young ruler is talking about being perfect in the, in the way of, of doing things legalistically, right? Because what he said is, I've done all that to a T. I've followed all the commandments to a T. I've done everything. So what else am I lacking? And he says, well, if you, if you want to be perfect, because <laughs> apparently you know, you're letting me know you're perfect. Cause that's what he said. I mean, if you think about it, he told Jesus who is the only perfect. Well, look here, Jesus, I'm already perfect. So do y'all know we have done that? Come on, we have done that to Jesus. Yeah, now, oh, we all gonna agree with that. We ain't gonna say we perfect, we, we got a, a, a per we're, we're perfect uh, addicts, but we all like, oh yeah, I done did that. <laughs> so look, Jesus, I'm perfect here. I, I dot all my, you know, I dot all the I's, I've crossed all the T's, I went down the, you know, the, the Romans road, I have prayed all the prayers, I have done everything, come on, how about this, I've done everything they told me to do. Ooh, come on now, how, come on, that one, that one, I have done everything. They've told me, come on, I played the game. I mastered the court. Everything they've told me in Jesus' name, come on, I did it. I served, I outserved, I gave, I outgave. I, I, you know, I, I was humble. I was, you know what I'm saying? Every, I did the wrong things because they said do them. So here's the ruler. I am perfect, Jesus. And you thought you was about to stump me with do this, do that, do that. I do that. So what else am I lacking? Oh, can you, come on. And we will ask our questions like that. We say it like this. What else do you want? Because that's what we say. 
what else do I have to do? Right? Because, you know, we get into that thing where we're like, I've done everything, God, everything you've asked, everything you require. What is the, what, what more can I do? And Jesus is like, oh, I'm so happy you asked. I've been waiting for you to ask that question in frustration and, oh, and arrogance. Because he didn't, come on, he wasn't frustrated. We get frustrated, but he came in arrogance. Do we remember surrendering our approach? Because guess what? He came in the position of one who had a lot. He came to Jesus as if he was equal to Jesus. How many of us have come to God as if we like him and we know more than him? And you must be, you must, come on. Well, let me take, look, despite what I think I know, let me show you God. Let me teach you, God. <laughs> Despite what you think you know about me, God, I know you made me. I know you created me. But let, let me tell you about what, you know what I'm saying, your girl, your boy about to do here. And God like, oh, oh. So he says, go sell your possessions. <laughs> he says, I'm going to not, and see what we look at it as God, as, as Jesus speaks to his possession. No, Jesus is speaking to his position. Because see, if you get rid of your possessions, you will move from the position you're standing in right now. See, your positions, your possessions are what have, in your mind, have made you, have given you rank. Your possessions are the thing, right, that has established you and fixed you and located you and what people recognize you. Let me say it like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do you know that what you, a lot of things that you have is how people locate you, i.e. recognize you as? What you can do as a possession, right? Your, your little gifts, your little talents. And so what Jesus is speaking to him, trying to get to him, but Jesus understands that the possessions are creating his position. Come on, we've met a lot of people got a lot of stuff and not all of them are, are, are humble. <laughs> Come on, a lot of people with a lot of things always talk about their things. A lot of people with a lot of gifts always talk about their gifts. A lot of people with a lot just always talk about their lot. Is it, it, it right? Come on, you know you falling into that crowd when you finally got a little of a lot. You you all you talk about was a lot, <laughs> right? When we graduate, all we talk about is our graduate. There's nothing wrong with graduating. Hear what I'm saying? But once we have a possession, we don't realize that the way that we hold on to that possession starts to dictate our position, and then our position starts to affect our person. And then our person, ah, Holy Spirit, if not careful, can hinder his presence. I'm letting that sink in for a minute. Our position, our possessions affect our, will dictate our position, which then starts to affect our person 
which then messes and disturbs God's presence in our lives. Because I'm somebody now. <laughs> I got something now. Come on, the Lord did it and we know it, but then we take it, right? He blessed me, but it's mine now. Now I'm about to brag, you know what I'm saying? This position, this little thing I got, this little role I got, this little job I got, this little, you know what I'm saying? And it's not that we should not be proud, right? And not prideful, proud and feel accomplished, but we make our accomplishments possessions. Most of us, a lot of us grew up not having a whole lot. And so we get a little and we make that our possess. Let me say it this way. It becomes our idol. The rich young ruler, Jesus understood your possession is, is it, your possessions, your idol, your idols, because money is your idol, is affecting your position. You're asking how to be positioned with me. That's really what you're asking. You don't know it, but I'm going to speak to the question you're really asking. It's not about what you do. It's about where you need to come to and who you need to begin to be. And so he says, go sell your possessions. That word sell there means to exchange, to barter, right? To, to trade. Ah, uh, and this possessions. If you, I know my note takers. It means this, what you already have, what already exists. Mm, here's the other one. And what is under your authority or rule? <laughs> See, you, you, you have authority over, you guys, until you exchange your position of authority over your life, of head over your life, of master owner of your life, you are the authority over your life. And up to this point, the ruler was the authority over his life. He was following the rules, but he had not let God become his ruler. And many of us followed the rules a long time but did not let God become ruler over our lives. And so it goes on. He says, go, go sell your possessions and give to the poor. Now this is both spiritually and physically, right? So those who are destitute and in, in, in lacking resources, but also those who are spiritually poor. This is what Jesus is saying. Not just those who lack resources only, but those who are spiritually poor. He says, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then you will possess, because have means to possess, treasure. This is what it is, y'all. This is not monetary. I know, I know. But it is treasure, the thoughts that are stored in the heart and mind. They come from God. It's a storehouse of treasure. And this treasure is spiritual. I mean, this heaven is the spiritual heaven, right? Then do you know what I, come on guys. I don't know if we've seen this. I know we've read it, but do you know the next thing that he does? The next thing that he does, D-F-X-M-A-L-B-C? Is he literally, Okay, go to Matthew 4.19. Go to Matthew 4.19. Matthew 4.19. Matthew 4.19 says what? Come follow me and I will make you what? Fishers and men? Okay, now go back to Matthew 19. 
22, what's the last thing he says? Then come follow me. He literally then calls him to discipleship. I mean, 20, uh, 21. He calls him to discipleship. He doesn't even understand that the very thing he wanted, Jesus offers. But what does it say? When the young man heard this, he went away in sorrow because he had great wealth. The young man, we talked about age. It says when he comprehended, because that's what it meant when he heard. When he finally comprehended everything that Jesus was actually saying, it says he returned. He departed, but he was, hear the word, returned. Because we look at he just went away. No, he, he returned to where he was. And it says in sorrow. It says this, that he was in, in, in deep grief. And it, and it gives this picture of a woman in childbirth. It says that's how great the pain was that he felt in his returning is a woman in the midst of childbirth. Because he possessed much Listen, this is what it says. He possessed much possession. <laughs> if you break it down, he possessed a lot of possessions. So he held a lot of what he was holding. And he was unwilling to, to surrender his position to actually be in the place he wanted to be. Y'all, the things that we are holding on to the tightest, the things that we are hoarding, even ourselves, is making it hard for you to surrender in those other places. Some of you have been like, I'm trying to surrender. Surrender is so hard. And it, well, yeah, because you haven't surrendered your position yet. See, when you surrender your position, you can surrender your approach. When you can surrender your position, you can surrender the pain. When you, come on, when you surrender your position, you can surrender the plan. And then you can get into this place you're longing to be, which is closer than you've been with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, I've read this so many times that didn't realize, oh my God, he called him the same way he called his disciples. He offered the same thing with the same words that he offered the people who were the closest to him. Do y'all see this? He did it. He, 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 it shows us how much God is not a respecter of persons. How much what he makes available to one is available to all. The question is, how bad do you want not it him see we've asked how bad do you want it it ain't a it how bad do you want the father the son and the holy spirit because him is them how bad do you want them how 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 far are you willing to go and surrender to follow to to be in the position that you've always wanted to be but have been resisting to get to.
he had an opportunity, but could not, he didn't realize that relinquishing his possessions would get him in the right position. We've got to surrender our position, y'all. Come on, you know the positions of things that you've made. You know, can, can I, can I, can I, can I? Can I say something really fast? I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about me for a second, okay? I was watching something recently and I, I began to think about the position of the church. Because the position of the church is transforming. And let me tell you why. Because the remnant is getting closer to living the word than we are living uh, y'all know when I do that, I'm trying to, <laughs> living the, the performance, the shit, okay? And so with that, if Jesus, if God sent his son because he loved the world, we don't get to hate him. any of them now agree with the sin and we right we are against the sin but we have preached hating people <laughs> excluding people for a long 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 time and then be like bring them into the church what How am I, come on, because let's be real. There was a lot of stuff we were doing back in the day that the people said, we shouldn't be in the number. Come on, if we honest, there's some stuff we was doing that the saints hated. That they said, you ain't never, not, never, never gonna make it in the number. But my God said, if you believe and confess, Salvation is for you too. That there is forgiveness of sins for me too. Now, here's what I'm not saying. The church has to stop falling prey to being agreeing, agreeing with sin to make people feel good. That ain't what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, it is with loving kindness that we draw them. That love, love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. That we have to, this looking like Jesus and walking, what would Jesus do? Can I tell you what would Jesus do? Love. <laughs> he loved even those that were opposing him. He didn't agree with them. He corrected them. He challenged them but he loved them. And so I've been like, God, remember when we said at the beginning that the global, the global church was in a reset? It's, I'm telling you, our position, even the positions we've held that we think are God's position, you better surrender them because you're going to be in a rude awakening. 
because there's a lot of things that we have walked out, taught, demanded of people that ain't in the word. And so how are we going to introduce Christ when he said Christ was for the world, but we don't think the world deserves him? Do you not remember you were the world too? Do you not remember your shenanigans? Do you not remember some of your still shenanigans? Come on, we've got some still, come on. We ain't perfect. <laughs> we're not perfect. Come on, I ain't the ruler. I would not walk up to God and be like, I do all, no, I don't. <laughs> Every day, Lord. <laughs> Every day. Every day, Father. I, I have, I got to re-up because who today am I going to serve you in this moment? They coming for me. Who am I going to serve you? It is a minute by minute, day by day, y'all. But I'm telling you, positions that I once held, not now, but before, because someone told me, because someone I looked up to, because I didn't study myself. I didn't study to show myself approved, little saint, little Christian, little baby. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. God doesn't, oh, <laughs> oh. Surrender your positions, ministers, witnesses, children of God. Surrender your position. You know, we talked about your pride is a position. Mm. Pain is a position. Your possession is a position. Now, here's what I'm not saying, because I got to make sure. I'm not saying that God's children are supposed to be poor. Don't do that. Don't do that. And don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. Here's what I am saying. When your possessions become greater than your position in him, you better check yourself. Because he will take them all. He will take them all and remind you who's God. Because I'm telling you, he will remind you who's God. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to willingly <laughs> surrender your position. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Questions, comments, concerns today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone, the floor is open. I know y'all look. I love when y'all look at me and be like, oh, <laughs> it's okay. He loves us. This is what God's love actually looks like, y'all. <laughs> I know we've been, uh, you, you're doing good. No, you're not. You're not doing good. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> and we got to be okay with that. Yes, chemistry. That was just such a good word, Pastor Kai. Um, it, it's timely for the time that I came, you know, back on camera and, and, and just the discipline to be here. Uh, hi, Rhonda, welcome. Hope the word blessed you. Hi, Rhonda, welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, so um, when you said follow the rules, but not letting God take the rule, it reminded me of what I shared when I first got on with you. Like I was in England, but my heart wasn't here. It's yeah. like even the righteousness to think I'm obedient. 
I'm obedient. I'm the obedient one to find out I was disobedient. This word was so timely to think that I'd follow the rules, but not the rule of God. I was still, you know, doing stuff um, my way, my will. So it's just, this was a really good word for me. Um, And just just meditating on um, how you broke down position, I think it's really good. And I wrote down a note, sorrow comes from not surrendering. So when you think about how downcast he was and, you know, you, Pastor Kai and others on this call who have reached out to me as well. I've been in a place of sorrow for four months when everybody who knows me knows I'm joyful and obedient. I love serving God. And I've come back to England and I'm like in sorrow. Like, why am I so downcast? It's because I didn't surrender my position. (laughs) So I'm just, this is just such a great word to meditate on. So thank you and uh, bless. So I'll be chewing on this for a while. Thank you. Amen. And one thing I wanted to, I'm sorry for, thank you, Holy Spirit, reminding me to tie back to what Pastor Yo gave us today. So in that word wealth, do you know the definition of wealth? When? People who have wealth think they're winning. (laughs) Look, money does not mean you win it. Now, money's a blessing. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We can pay the bills. Amen. But wealth does not equate winning. But in our society, it does. That's why I'm always like, when it says that, like, Jesus was tested, tried every way that we are, like, Every time I look in the word, I'm like, you really know us. (laughs) Because we have, come on, have we not been taught? If you got money, if you got wealth, and wealth is, hear me, wealth is different. And I think we always think wealth is rich, okay? But in this text, it's talking about wealth as things we acquire and possession, right? The word wealth here really synonymous with, with finances, right? But that there's an idea of winning. Winning. And some of us have wealth in our gifts and talents. Like we've, right, we can make things for us and, and literally we're, I'm winning. Not without God. <laughs> we will never be winning without God. If God is not a part of your finances, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not winning. I love you, but you're not winning. If God is not a part of every aspect, and that's why I say every aspect, your family, your faith, your, your body, your, right, your, men, your mental fitness, your physical fitness, your, right, every aspect of, of who you are, the saints, we, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit just said, we got to get out of, the, of this theology that if I'm winning in one place, I'm winning every place. We be so excited to just, oh, I'm doing, I'm winning here. God's like, I created you to win everywhere. And y'all get fixated, but winning happenings with me. Can we remember what we talked about? We saw Moses win when he surrendered. Do we remember that? The story of Moses and the Amalekites? He was winning when his hands were lifted in surrender. Surrender equals winning, <laughs> okay? I don't know why Charlie Sheen just came to my head, but if y'all remember that, but <laughs> winning, but <laughs> surrender equals winning, not wealth, surrender. Does not mean God may, may not give you great wealth, but wealth is not money, guys. It can be a part of it, but 
I want, I want spiritual wealth. Let me tell you, I want spiritual wealth more than I want any other kind of wealth. Because here's what I know. If I'm winning there, all that other stuff, it can just be, it, it can, it can, it will come. If that be his will. And his will not be that any of his children are in lack. But you need to understand this. And I'm going to break this today. Everyone is not going to be a millionaire. Get over it. Stop following these prophets that scream millionaire with five million people in a room. Liars. Okay? Not everybody. You hear? I didn't say anybody. I said not everybody. Okay? But you can have more than enough. Because the Bible says this, the poor will be with us always. That is those who will have poor thinking and that there will be some, right? Because there's a choice we have to make. Hear me, it's a choice. Anyone else? I'm sorry. I just needed to make sure I gave that definition. Any questions, comments, concerns? Anyone? Kim's laughing emoji, okay. Oh, yes, Miss Robin. Hi, good morning. I used to think that um, by following the rules, by doing everything, uh, <clears throat> everything, my church, my pastor, the leaders, by doing everything that they said that we should be doing, earned my... Um, earned my acceptance. And that's why I'm breaking this worthy mentality because it's not biblical. He does not call us worthy. Exactly. Worthy means that you have to earn it. You are chosen. I'm sorry, Ms. Robin. We're gonna just break <laughs> all these things today. No, because that's that's a root of perfectionism. I was like that. Right. Do this, they have to say this. And then one day I was like, this man lying. <laughs> yeah. And then... I began to, and it, it's because of KHAL and the teaching here, I, I, I became to um, feel exhausted, exhausted by all of that, exhausted by all of the things that I did that I thought I should be doing in order to earn my place in the kingdom. So this has been this has been awesome for me because it's helped to really change my mindset and it's helped to me to understand, um, you know, just the, the position. And, it, and the position is I'm to be rooted in God. Yeah. That's, that's my position right there. And so in order to, in order to be there, I have to surrender all that other stuff that Absolutely. other way of thinking. So that yeah. was that was all I had. Yeah. And and here's the thing, guys, right? There is there are things and, and, and I love that, Miss Robin. And thank you. And I'm I'm grateful um every time that God has allowed you to be with us because we learn and grow from you all the time. Um and that's what I love about what God has done in K How is that we grow and learn from one another. You all ministered to me consistently when you open up and share after we have, you know, times of teaching 
Um, but one of the things I wanted to say is, you know, God has given us, you know, instructions about order and things, right? There's a way to honor and respect people, but God never created pastors or leaders to rule you, right? He, he, he gave gifts to the church that they may lead you, shepherd you if they're a pastor, right? Because they, they all function differently, right? But that they may walk with you, shepherd you, advise, counsel, but not rule. Not rule. They are to, if they're a good shepherd, they will come after, they will go after you if you they find you ain't, you got lost somewhere. <laughs> but not to lord over you, rule over you, dictate to you. And we have had people be mad because we don't rule over them. I'm sorry, not doing that. <laughs> because your my our our job on this side is to represent Christ well but not to be God for you it's to lead you to God but not to be your God and so that's why I always say anything that we present on here anything that we say you got to go to the word and wrestle with that And that's why I always say, whatever I'm going to say, I'm going to back it with the word. I'm never going to come on here and just start talking. It's not going to happen. We've had too much of that. But And every teacher on here knows, you don't back it with the word, you probably will never teach again. They're going to back it with the word. Because this ministry is founded on three things. Prayer, study of the word, and fellowship. Period. And so the word takes precedence over anything here. I don't have an opinion outside the word. And that's why there will be things that you think I will not agree with because it ain't in the word. There may be words and phrases people say that I will not repeat because it's not in the word. Because we adopt a lot of things outside of the word, bring it into, into the fellowship and then we're messed up when we don't see it come to pass because it wasn't God's word, it was their word. Many of us have been angry. We, we, we walked away angry and hurt because we let leaders lord over us and rule us. How about, because that's what we were taught. We didn't know. Release them if you're still angry because they, 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 they got what they, they were, what they were taught. And have compassion for them now. For they do not know what they do. Some do, but some don't, <laughs> right? But this is a house where everything that you don't agree with, that's about you if it's in the word. And you need yourself. Why don't I agree with what's in the word? You hear me? If there's something in the word you're reading and you aren't following, you need to ask yourself, why am I resisting what the word says? Why don't I agree with what that says in the word? That you got to do on your own, right? You can call me, we can talk about it. But we've got to wrestle, guys, we're going to wrestle over the word because the word is challenging your soul, your will, your mind, and your emotions. You don't think Pastor God wrestled with this word? I'll be looking at this thing like, my God, sir. <laughs> I keep dying. I don't want to die anymore. <laughs> and the other week, 
I'm going to tell y'all. Was it last Saturday, Sue, you were at Tennessee? We were praying and I just had to step away from everybody. And I'm telling you, I might've spent maybe 10 pleading for God to help me. I know I scared my husband and I'm sure, I'm sure even Evie was scared because why is Pastor Kai asking God to help her? Because guess what? I'm human too. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> but I also know what he's asking of me today. And I also know who I am. And I need his help every single day, y'all. I need his help to keep coming before you. I need his help to become the next piece of me he needs me to become. I was begging for his help. <laughs> and I'm going to keep begging for his help. Because guess what? That's where my help comes from. Yes, Elisha. This lesson feels like, have you ever been arguing with like a family member or a friend and you realize midway that you might be wrong? <laughs> like that's the sort of embarrassment that I have right now. Like, oh God, I've been doing this wrong my whole life. <laughs> and you even, so um, <laughs> what stood out to me the most was, you said your position will always determine your possession. Okay, so you referenced earlier in Matthew, um when he said when jesus said the same thing to the disciples that he said later on to the rich man and i'm like wait so the disciples did choose to give up everything but even if you think about some of the scenarios that they found themselves in i'm like at one point they have more fish and bread that they had up like that, more than they could they have collectively <laughs> like, I'm like oh my gosh yeah I feel so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, Lord, that I'm just like, this is just now clicking that it's I didn't normal. choose your way earlier. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the good news, guys. God brings us what we need when he knows we're ready to agree. Do y'all get that? We weren't ready before. <laughs> Because we would have been like, you, I'm going to say it like some of y'all would say, you fool Jesus, I ain't giving up my money. I ain't giving up my stuff. Nah, sir. <laughs> right? And even though he's not asking us in that way, right? But what he is asking us is your position around everything. What is your position about money? What is your position about me? What is your position about following? And what is your position about the word? And what is your position about people? And what, right? Like right now he's going, mm. They're pliable, they closer. I got them in this place to surrender. Look, when he said it to me walking, the day, I mean, my head was out there. I know somebody probably walking me to the airport was like, what is this child doing right now? She was just walking and all of a sudden I looked up like heaven had opened. And I was like, and immediately, immediately, Holy Spirit brought me to the rich young ruler. And I thought, hit, and I was like, oh my God. I've never looked at that story that way about his position. I was just like, he wasn't willing to give up that money. Like, you know what I mean? Like I understood the possession really, right, was an idol. But I didn't understand he had a position, right? Like not just, and, and we can look at it and go, Rich was, no, he had, a, he had an arrogant 
ego perfect per perfect like position of i'm you know and i was like we've done that <laughs> i'm the best christian what are you talking about jesus i'm i'm you know christian you know super christian <laughs> i'm a supermodel of christians how dare you you know what I mean? like, what? <laughs> i was in this women's oh gosh even Pastor T. Faye was in this group. We were in a we were in a women's ministry. That at one time, the first year, do you know the whole thing was based on points? Ask me if I'm lying. Everything we did was on a point system. Okay, I'm telling y'all a real true story. I worked with the leader of, I worked for the leader of that ministry. You crack it up because you probably have not thought about that in a long time. I worked for the leader of that ministry. At the end of the year, I had to tally, oh, Minister Janetta, I had to tally up the points. Okay. I sit back, I'm telling y'all how deep this, our positioning it can be. I sit back, man, Dion, I will tell you who this is later. But I sit back, <laughs> I sit back, and you're going to laugh. I sit back everybody's right because i correct i i tallied up everybody's points this is so crazy right now because it really was points and sent them back there had to be what about maybe 50 60 women it was a lot of them handed them back a woman came to me who had 99 points because it was 100 points and told me i was wrong because she was 100 and was livid, livid that I counted 99. Y'all know what I did. I just gave her 100 because I don't care that much. But she was angry, Amanda, like wanted to fight me angry because she did not get. But hear what I'm saying, hear what I'm saying. She positioned herself that way in God. Everything was about the points. Even if it wasn't a point you were getting, Everything was about the points for her and being a perfect Christian and the perfect way and da 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 da. And many of us haven't needed points, but we but we have lived our way like that, and then wonder why why am I no further ahead <laughs> than I was before these points started? And we're not wondering why people aren't acknowledging. Ah, and then we get mad when people don't acknowledge all the work we're doing. Come on, somebody. All the work I'm doing, they don't appreciate me and they don't know, we don't like your position because you don't realize that your, your possession has messed up your position and now your position has affected your person. And let me tell you, that hundred points and that thing for her and the person she became out of that was not lovely to the rest of people. Many people were like, I'm good. And then it created, I'm gonna tell you, a monster. It created a monster. And so, and I'm telling you, it affected and affects, I don't care what you, you, you can call me, it affects her, her the, the presence of God in her life. Because even the presence of God for her is based on points and perfect and, and perfectionism. So Alicia, baby, you don't don't be sorry. You were primed right to where you needed to be to now agree.
Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.